0: Welcome to the Try Self-Love Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Barber, and I'm a Master Life and Relationship Coach.
1: I'm your host, Kristen Dicker, and I'm a Transformational Health and Wellness Life Coach.
0: If you're curious about what self-love is, you've come to the right place. Each week, we'll dive deeper into the steps it takes to
1: develop self-love. Here we go. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Episode 17, which is called Finding Your Life's Purpose. And please say hello to my co-host Becky Barber. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Kristen? I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, it's exciting to be here to talk about life purpose today. And I, I should I should mention, of course, a little shout out to our friend Susan, who's in our Facebook group, Try Self Love, and she actually recommended this topic. So thank you, Susan, because it made us have to. Dig in deep a little and figure out how to have this conversation to begin with. Because I think a lot of us probably struggle with finding out what we want to do with our lives and what that means even. Sometimes it's really hard to know what we are wanting to do. And um, I just think that finding your life purpose is all about discovering your passions and desires and your interests and your talents and hobbies and what's kind of it's what makes your time slow down a little bit. It feels like it stops altogether.
0: Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I'm always going to plug the the God piece and there is a greater power that others believe in. Whatever you call your greater power. you were put on this earth for a purpose. And it is because no one is you. There's no one else on this earth like you. And so there's no pressure there. It's actual just beauty. It's beautiful and you will be able to do things and whether you're dreaming big or you're dreaming small you'll be able to accomplish things you didn't think possible and it's it's going to be beautiful
1: beautiful i love that
0: yeah no i agree with that i was just thinking especially as a woman sometimes life's purpose changes you know with with young kids if you're a mom and then they get a little older they need you a little less and then when they leave when you're a grandma, but no one's really around. I mean, I can just see like having to find your life's purpose several times throughout the course of a life, I guess for a man or a woman, but especially women, that's kind of what I my focus is on since that's who I work with primarily.
1: Yeah, I like what you're saying about how women sometimes need to like rediscover themselves a little bit as they age and things change in life. And I do think that's something really important to consider. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of like, pain in not knowing who we are, or what we want to do. And self-love plays a huge role in finding out what your life purpose is. And often, you know, life purpose doesn't have to be like this big pressure type situation. It's just more like about, about figuring out who you are. And because when you know who you are and what gifts you can give to the world, it becomes kind of just an extension of who you are. And and it's, it's not like you have to become A big singer or actress or a doctor or a teacher or anything huge. It's just about doing what you love to do and sharing it, you know, with yourself and with others. And, you know, maybe that starts to lighten up your life a little bit and make you feel more present and balanced and happier in who you are. And that, that rubs off on people and it sort of radiates and creates a domino effect of other people then wanting to feel good like that too. So You know, it doesn't have to be this big saving the world kind of thing. You know, it could just be like, I love doing what I love doing and I'm doing it. And that may lead to being paid to do it. And it may just be a hobby or interest that makes your life feel a little bit happier.
0: I love the self-love element because that allows you to do whatever you want to do in your life. Instead of worrying, is it enough? Will other people approve? You know, is this as you were talking about, like the fame, the glory, changing the entire world. I mean, that's kind of impossible for one person. I do think each of us makes a difference, but to change the entire world is way too much pressure. And then it can also bring into play just different, am I good enough, that inadequacy piece. But if you can love yourself and allow yourself to do some fun things too, Your life's purpose can be fun, even if it doesn't benefit anyone but yourself. You being a happier person absolutely makes the world a better place. We're kinder to people when we're in a good place emotionally and when we like ourselves. Like you said, it rubs off on others. So I am excited to talk about this topic. I think um, it feels heavy, I guess, sometimes when you talk about like, oh my gosh, I need to find my life's purpose. It almost feels like there's a deadline because we are mortal. So we do have a finite amount of time on this earth, but that's the beauty of it too, is as we do change and evolve, our life purpose can as well. I don't know about you, Becky, and I hope that you can share, but um,
1: <clears throat> I had I struggled with my life purpose forever. Like that has been really ongoing, a hard thing for me. I used to read books about it when I was younger. And one of the books recommended, um, that I, that suggested actually, that we should look to what we did as children to find out, what makes, made us happy then. Because children are very innocent and they're very open and they're very truthful with who they are and what their passions and interests are. So if you liked coloring or you're artistic or you liked riding bikes or you liked singing or dancing or anything like that, I mean, look to that. It doesn't mean you have to become, again, like this big superstar athlete or actress or save the world, but it can just mean that, wow, I really liked sewing when I was little. And I don't do that anymore. But when I did it, I lost all track of time and I felt really good. And I felt really like my life was going to be okay when I was sewing. And, you know, that is enough. That is honestly enough. And, and, and these limiting beliefs we have that tell us we don't deserve to be happy or we're not good enough, they sort of fall away when you're just doing something that's like simple that you love doing. And from that simplicity things can grow and expand for you out into the other things, maybe. You may never become the world-famous seamstress that you want to be, but you might just like sewing or knitting because it takes you out of your head and creates a center of space and presence in your life, which can be very calming and peaceful.
0: Depending on where you're at in your life, I guess your purpose can change. I mean, look at the younger of a generation. They're not really content to just take a job that's 40 hours a week with the paycheck. They really want to be making a difference. And my husband is in the IT industry, and he's really seen that. It's They have all these skills, but if they don't believe in what the company is doing and what services it's providing, they're just like, goodbye. You know, we'll, I'll find something else that I actually believe in. So I really like that about the younger generation. I think, um, you know, 50s, 60s, if you had kids, they're raised, and then it's like, okay, what what am I going to do to leave my legacy, possibly, or leave your mark on the world? And I'm in my mid-40s and already thinking, like, you know, I'm more than halfway through, hopefully. And <laughs> what's my legacy going to be, right? And why why, when my kids were little, was being a mom not enough? Because now I look back and I wish— I would have just let it be enough because it was something that was my dream my whole life. And then I finally had it. And I was talking to a friend. I remember this. This was like 15 years ago. We were talking and I was like, well, what's your dream? And she's like, I guess I'm living my dream. I just always wanted to be a wife and mom. And I was like, that's really cool. Why is not that not enough? It's totally enough. So sometimes I think we are doing things that benefit so many people, but we don't allow ourselves to see it. And we might already be fulfilling a really grand purpose, but we're telling ourselves it's not enough, or the world somehow is pushing you to try and do more and more and more because it'll never be enough. And the people pushing that message, I mean, they benefit when we fall for it because then we'll go out and we'll buy more things and we'll, you know, try and do more things that consume and purchase and all that. So it's just an interesting concept. I, uh, for me right now, I love where I'm at. I love being a mom. I love, I have a daughter that's married. I have kids at home. I get to work with you on this podcast. I get to be a coach. It's kind of hard to find that balance, but it does feel like it's a good purpose. I'm thankful that I fell into it. How did you fall into coaching?
1: Well, I always thought I would be a psychologist and then that changed. And then I got married and had children and did, the whole mom thing. I'm still a mom. <laughs> my kids are not all grown, um, but I did like really get into the momming thing when my children were little and just was in that space. And I, got, I had some great advice from another parent when my oldest was in first grade because I tended to worry about what was going to happen later a lot in my life. I was a worrier. And <clears throat> she said, just stay in the moment, stay in the moment with your kids because that will create that connection to them that will help later when they're teens. And that was the best advice that, even if young mothers don't ask me for advice, I give, (laughs) always, because it changed everything for me. And in fact, it reminded me later, as I thought about it, that that's exactly how we connect to ourselves, too. It's just stay in the moment and be with yourself, be with your children, be with your spouse, be with your job. Even if you don't love your job right now, Be there enjoying the moment because that's the only way things can change. That's the paradox of life is when we appreciate and are grateful for what we have right now and we feel abundant about it, doors open and other things can happen. But when we're fighting it and resisting it, the universe can't help us. We're just like resisting what is. So a lot of this passion stuff and finding your life purpose can sometimes just start with helping other people in some way um, because when we serve other people, it helps us feel good, right? It helps us feel like we are help- helping them. And by serving, I don't necessarily mean fixing people. <laughs> I don't definitely don't mean that, not necessarily. I definitely don't mean it's saving or fixing, but like helping out where you can, helping people who are hungry, helping in your church, helping, you know, sing to people, you know, do something that you love to do that can also help other people in a certain way, you know, just offer to help them move or, you know, anything we do that creates a sensation of connection to other people and makes us feel good, you know, it helps everybody else when we, when we're helping and we're doing good, right? So, um, that's one way I think volunteering helps. Like I love volunteering and it always makes me feel so good. And <clears throat> there's no shame in volunteering. People say to me, Why would you want to be a volunteer? Don't you want to get paid? And I'm like, um, yeah, but that doesn't exclude me from getting paid when I'm doing my other job. <laughs> And I take volunteering very seriously. I volunteer at a hospital and um, I absolutely love it. I love helping people. I love helping patients. I love helping their families and the nurses and doctors that I help. It just makes me feel like I'm doing something to ease their time and serve them when they can't do everything in one day. And I get to do something to lift their burden a little bit. And it just makes me feel really, really good about myself. So that's one example of a win-win if you want to try to find something that you love doing that that's of service. That's just one idea.
0: Yeah, so I remember my whole life, wherever I've been, I've just kind of run into people who've kind of had strained relationships with their moms, and we would talk because we could, you know, I could relate. And then I got into this coaching, and I really thought I'd become more on the health coaching side, like helping people who were pre-diabetic, maybe trying to just avoid going down that path through exercise and, and diet. And not everyone can, but, you know, it definitely can't hurt to work on your health. So I thought that's what I would do. And then I just one day I was like, why am I fighting this? If this is my passion, I love to help people with their relationships. I love to, you know, extend the knowledge that I've learned throughout my life and see them be able to change their lives and their relationships and feel free. Why am I fighting this? So that's how I got into coaching. You know, I I agree with you. Volunteering is important. I love to do that. I, I get to help out a lot with the youth at my church, which I really enjoy. So there's something about being with that younger generation. And, and I am so impressed with, they are all about community as you're talking about and building connection and serving others. So I, I appreciate getting to work with that too. And then as you mentioned, being a mom, like that really doesn't end. I love being with my kids and I wish I had had that great insight when my oldest was in first grade to just be in the moment, but, you know, you you do your best and you can't go backwards. We don't have that time machine, but we're okay. We're doing okay. I know for sure our listeners are doing better than they think they are because we are all very hard on ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. and yeah before I want I want to talk a little bit about being hard on ourselves but I also didn't actually answer your question about how I got into coaching <laughs> because I forgot to get back to it but yeah like one <laughs> thing led to another and um and I just kind of um parenting was very very personally like um spiritually connecting for me so it just sort of made sense for me to try to learn how to love myself. Um, in a way that that where I was compassionate for myself and then to be that mother for my children. And so <clears throat> it just kind of was an extension of who I was to just sort of want to become a coach so that I could help people connect with themselves, feel their presence, feel their sense of balance and um, know who they are. Like that was my struggle was I didn't know who I was. I was always doing for everyone else And I never really knew what I wanted or what my passions were. And that is really painful um, to not know who you are and what you like to do and to not even know if you have talents. It's just very empty feeling. And even when we take these jobs where we get paid a lot of money, if it's not something that drives our bus and makes us feel really, really lights our fire... It's just empty, right? You can make a billion dollars a year and not be happy because it's great that you can buy anything you want in the whole world. But, you know, when you don't feel like you're connected to yourself and love yourself, what do you really have but a yacht and some fancy houses and <laughs> great clothes? And that's all great. Those are like, that's kind of a nice part of life. But like you said, these the younger kids really want to help. And I love how each generation evolves more and more to a more like spiritual humanitarian place. It's just so wonderful to see that it's like we can't go backward. We have to try to find a way to help these kids find their passions young so they can help our world, you know, so they can bring about a better world for us because it's just it's just part of the progression and I think finding your passion and life purpose is really really important actually. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think part of finding your purpose comes from just the different hardships that you've lived and finding the strengths that have come from that. And if you're having a hard time seeing that in yourself, this is a good time to ask people that are closest to you that you can trust, you know, hey, is is there something about me that's different than anything else from anybody else? Like, what do I have that's special? What can I do that you don't really see in other people? If If you're having a hard time seeing that in yourself, it's good to bounce that off of other people. Or if you're into just figuring it out on your own, if you keep a journal, going through your journals, or if you just have a quiet moment, like, what is something you did that you're most proud of or you wish you could do again? Clue in. As you were talking about children, what they loved doing. When I was little, I loved swimming and I loved singing. I I was a performer somehow. Now I'm like, don't ever put me in front of a group, but... (laughs) I loved those things, and so maybe part of me does wish that I could go back to that. Just trying to find out who you really are and accepting who you are. Whoever you are is perfectly fine, and it's great, and your purpose will come, but you can't find it when you're telling yourself you're not good enough. You're never going to be able to do this. You have no purpose or if you're telling yourself i'll never figure out my purpose or there's no time my life's at the end you know we we can sabotage ourselves by telling ourselves those things
1: yeah that's part of the whole limiting belief thing where um, we it's almost like easier to stay in that story than to and to know our comfort zone and and the certainty of staying put sort of sometimes keeps us from growing, changing. And, you know, there's a saying, progress over perfection. I mean, there's no perfect way of doing this life. We just do the best we can. And so, and as you said earlier, we're all just doing the best that we can. And so it's almost like taking little tiny steps, little tiny goals that make you feel successful toward your bigger goal that kind of helps you climb that mountain. And so, you know, there are some tips that I have here that um, come from um, thegreatergood.com. I think it's called The Greater Good. And um, we will make sure to put this site into the show notes. But there are a few tips they talk about in here for identifying you know, your purpose in life. And um, we'll just go ahead and discuss those, if that's okay. So um, one of the things, we don't have to do all of them. You guys can certainly take the time to read this article yourselves but you know one of the things they suggest is to identify things that you care about the most um really as as you were saying Becky, earlier, it's kind of just like finding what you're what you're good at remembering what you like doing as a child remembering that you liked to do certain things really helps you to hone in on who you are and what makes you happy and that's a good place to start and um, do you have anything to add to that one becky
0: yeah, I love that. And for me, I love connecting with people one-on-one. I love talking to someone and feeling understood and letting them know that I can understand them and just being able to empathize. I love being able to help someone and be of service to them. That's important to me. So finding out what's important to you is key, right? And and not beating yourself up for what is important, whatever you find, just allowing it and accepting it is part of that self-love that we always promote. So it's very important to just be very honest with yourself and allow whatever it is that's important to you to surf come to the surface and just add it into that what makes you special and just accept it and love it, celebrate it.
1: Yeah, it's almost like that, the discussion about having, you know, choosing your own boundaries. Like it's okay that your skills or your talents are different from mine. We don't have to be the same. You don't have to compare yourself to other people as you're better than or worse than. It's just something you want to do that makes you feel good about yourself. Like make a list of what you like to do or think about that. Reflect on it in some way and just know what's true for you basically. Gratitude is a good one. Um Again, being in a kind of abundant state and knowing that you being happy for what you have right now can really, really go a long way in showing you or getting you into a state of feeling uh, appreciative and loving toward what is and accepting what is, knowing that even if it doesn't look like something you want right now, it's okay. So right now is what you have. And being really, really okay with it will help things move forward in your life. So gratitude is always a wonderful thing to you know, keep in mind.
0: It's funny because I was thinking, you know, one way to figure out what you really want is look at who you're jealous of. Like, what do you see about someone else's life that you envy? And that really opens up to you like, hey, wait a minute, maybe I want that. So then you can pull that whole gratitude for like, my life is different, but that doesn't mean that I can't also have what that person has. And maybe being grateful that they have this example to you of something more that you might aspire to. But being grateful really, really is so important. For so for I mean, we had a whole episode on it, but it's important to just recognize that what you have in your life is really great. Even if it's hard, you're learning something, and it's hard to be thankful for hard times. But looking back, you can be for the strength that you, you garnered from it. And just finding things about your life that are going okay. We talked about being grateful for our bodies and how many people that are blind would kill to be able to see. It's important to just keep that in mind as you were talking about. It'll just be able to bring even greater things to you as you're thankful for what you do have.
1: Yeah, and like I like what you said about admiring and looking at people that you kind of feel jealous of. There's also a side of us that's a light side. So when people, when we admire someone and we really, really love who they are, we want to be like them. That's a sign that we have that inside of us as well. And you really, really look up to them. You know, that's a good thing to remember is that, you know, we all have all these different parts and pieces. And if you're looking at someone who you admire, it's really kind of like they're kind of a good example to you of like what you can be doing in the world as well.
0: It was just interesting that thought that's like, man, what do I envy in other people? And why do I envy that? Why am I telling myself I can't have that? And then that jealousy is showing up because you can. You can have whatever you want. You can't have everything you want, but you can have what you want if you focus and, I mean, within reason, right? <laughs> hmm. You can have what you want <laughs> that you really truly value that you're meant to do.
1: Right, exactly. So it's, it's a lot of belief in yourself and knowing that it can happen and, and knowing that you, and feeling into the feelings of that belief that, yeah, you can be successful or you can be helpful or you can serve or you can have your life purpose or passions. And then that opens doorways for you and just just having the faith and trust that things are always working out for you and they will always work out for you as long as you know they will and believe it, even believing things you can't see. You know, it's just really, really, really important to like believe what you can't see because you've been believing things that you can see now (laughs) from before this time and they showed up. So changing your belief about what you really want and how you want to manifest that is really, really key because... Knowing that you can have that, it's like whatever you believe shows up. So try to believe what you really want rather than what you really don't want. And I know that's easier said than done, of course. But that would be a good goal because that would then you would know that you will be getting whatever is meant for you at some point in time. This has been a nice discussion. I hope that we've helped you guys with life purpose, which can be a little sticky sometimes to figure out, but um, hopefully we've cleared up some things about, you know, how to really love yourself into this place. And and loving yourself comes first. It really does in every aspect of your life. Loving yourself first helps you figure out who you are, what your dreams are, what you want to do with your life, um, the kind of love you want to have in your life, the relationships, brings money to you, career, all those good things. So,
0: However much time you have left on this earth, it's going to be beautiful, especially as you learn to love yourself and accept yourself and work with yourself, not against yourself.
1: Beautiful. I love that. And just at the end of this, I'd like to say that if you have any suggestions uh, for topics or you just want to reach out to us, please feel free to reach out and email us tryselflovepodcast at gmail.com and or join our Facebook group, Try Self Love. we love to have you there. We love our listeners. We love the input. We love sharing and, and we love engaging. So is feel free to stop on by and say hi to us. We love that. With that, we will close for the day and the week, and we hope you have a
0: wonderful time until the next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you like what you've been learning about self-love, come join us in our free Facebook group, Try Self-Love. We'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. That way your friends and family and others who need us can find us
1: we're so glad you're here. See you next week.